2: This is a Football Friday edition of Danny and Dusty.
0: Brought to you by the ALNA Sportsbook. On
2: 1080 the Fan. Ain't it good? All right, very happy to
1: bring on this Friday Friday NBA Insider for Yahoo Sports. A busy time of the year for him, Jake Fisher. Kind enough to take a few minutes for us. Uh, how you doing, Jake? Thanks uh, for coming on here in Portland.
3: I'm running on fumes, guys, but I'm happy to be here. <laughs> How are you doing? <laughs>
1: doing well. Uh, not sure what we can talk about. Um, you know, there's not much going on in the NBA or, or trade buzz at all. But yeah, I,
2: I don't know why I, you would possibly I, be running on fumes. I guess what we'll throw out
1: there is, uh, were you taken back at all by the Kyrie Irving news uh, that came out today that he is requesting a trade and wants to be on the move?
3: So... Someone on Tuesday told me that if Kyrie doesn't get an extension, that he would ask for a request and to look out for Phoenix. But you hear so much stuff around the league right now. Mm -hmm. And, like, uh, a GM of a team that's been linked to OG Ananobi, let's say, uh, returned my call, like, right after the Kyrie news dropped um, and said to me something on the lines of, like, Friday before trade deadline, there's always bullshit. Like, excuse me, if I can't stand out of your airways, I apologize. <laughs> but um, that's kind of like this week. Like, you don't know necessarily what is just kind of hooey and what's real. And, like, this turned out to be real.
1: Wow. That's a, that's an incredible thing to kind of uh, think about is that these things just uh, every Friday before the deadline, they do pop up and, and something like that happens. When we look at it, though, uh, I think from – from the outsiders looking in at the NBA, you go, is the juice worth the squeeze uh, for a guy like Kyrie Irving? How many teams do you think are are really in in a position to want to push all in to go and get a Kyrie Irving right now with everything that comes with Kyrie?
3: There's only going to be a handful. I think you can count them on one hand, literally. Um, I think it'll, I mean, the Lakers, the Mavericks, um, the Suns and the Heat have already been mentioned. I think I wouldn't throw out the Clippers. Um, uh, in that I, I don't know if they're definitely going to pursue him, but, like, they're a team that's clearly – they've been looking at the front end of the week, the Mike Conleys, you know, having mm-hmm. at least discussed Kyle Lowry, and, and they've got veteran talent that I think, you know, Brooklyn responded to Kevin Durant's trade request this summer by going out and trying to build as competitive a roster that they could to convince him basically to stay. Um, and so – I feel like that's going to continue to be their approach here, in that they're going to try as long as until the Nets get a trade request, a subsequent trade request from Kevin Durant, they're going to look at building as as competitive a team without Kyrie Irving and getting as a, a greater package back that can keep them as a contender. That to me is like a clear cut, obvious criteria they're going to follow. But again, that could completely go out the window if Kevin Durant requests a trade and like. Who knows what could happen? I mean, if both those guys want out, like I could see Sean Marks even getting fired. Like I, it's a lot of this is going to hinge on what happens with Kevin Durant's status.
2: With this request being, you know, formal at this point in time, does this turn into the proverbial domino that can trigger the the, the rest of the deadline, or is that still a team like Toronto with a with an OG or a Fred VanVleet or something along those lines?
3: Yeah, I think and this is gonna hold up everything. I mean the w- one thing I'll say going back to how limited his market is, like they're just there there are few teams who are going to really be truly in on Kyrie, but the fact that there are such few sellers in this in a fixed marketplace, if there are five teams trying to negotiate for Kyrie, that is gonna have some ripple effect elsewhere. But like I mean deals still happened the second for agency started, despite Kevin Durant's trade request, right? So there will be activity, like things will happen. But I don't think this is going to like clog up everything like LeBron's for agent decision back in 2010. Like it will, it will pause other teams, um, which will pause other teams, right? So that that ripple effect will occur. But you're still going to see activity happen
1: elsewhere. We're talking with NBA Insider for Yahoo Sports, Jake Fisher. Um, we have this pull-up right now as uh, we, we found out today that Yusuf Nurkic was going to be uh, shut down until at least the All-Star break. Of uh, Have we seen the last of Yusuf Nurkic in a Trailblazers uniform? Um, what is your sense and your feeling about what the Blazers are going to be doing, especially with their, with their center where there seems to be a lot of smoke?
3: I don't necessarily think he can get moved. Like, sure, Portland has made him available, and I think they would certainly like to upgrade at center, but even in the first year of a four-year, $70-plus million contract. contract. I just, I don't, I have not heard much interest in acquiring that around the league. So I think that's kind of the situation at the trade deadline, right, where, like, and for agency, there are players who are available who just, like, will get signed. There are some who will, but, like, the overall majority are obviously going to get signed It's just a matter of, finding homes at the deadline, sometimes there just aren't guys who are made available that have a landing spot just based off of process elimination and the fact that teams won't necessarily have the appetite for, for eating that salary.
2: The the other news obviously is yesterday afternoon that the trailblazers were, were linked to uh, Jared Vanderbilt. And that's something that I think a lot of people here locally um, obviously Damian Lillard had a, a tweet in December with the the eyes emojis uh, when one of his confidants uh tweeted something about it that that sounds like it's something it's um not necessarily done but definitely something that looks like it would probably be head north to portland the way but the other side of that is is kind of what's going out and there's been talks of uh, a lesser deal um not involving the other big asset in in Josh Hart have you heard anything else around Josh Hart? Because I know that the teams that may be in pursuit of OG and OB would also kind of maybe pivot to a guy like Josh Hart as well.
3: Yeah, Vando, I've definitely heard Portland. Um, I've heard a few other teams. Portland's the only one that I've heard like a package for. And I'll say it was um, like a smaller salary player than Josh Hart and a couple second-round picks. I feel like you know the Jazz have definitely listed – Beasley and Vanderbilt and Conley all as available for a first round pick, and I think teams are looking at what happened with Washington and Rui, and that the Wizards certainly wanted a first round pick for Rui Hachimura at first, and then the Lakers were able to get him for three second round picks. Like I think teams are going to try to split that difference um, across the board, where you have the Utah guys, but also you know, like Detroit, for example, and, like they're holding up high asking price for Bogdanovich and, you know, across the league, pretty much everyone's available for a first, for multiple firsts, all that type of stuff. I think um, but to that point too, like Josh Hart could, could definitely become uh, a secondary target for teams. But um, it seems like no one's like actively – like I haven't heard of a team that's like dying to get Josh Hart. Not to besmirch Josh Hart. He's a good player. But mm-hmm. I think the fact that also he's going to opt out of his – final year. That's what that's expected of his contract at 12.9 million. So he's probably looking for more a team that would be willing to trade for Josh Hart. That isn't just looking at him with a postseason rental is going to want to have to have an appetite to pay him like at least three years, 45. So um, I, I just, I don't see a ton of teams right now who are lining up to pay that, um, being that his shooting has taken such a, such a, a dip that obviously Blazers fans have, have noticed so far this season.
1: So, so put your GM hat on and say you're Joe Cronin. Where where do you pick up the phone and try to call and kick the tires on to, to help improve your roster the most with, with what you're dealing with?
2: I
3: mean, honestly, if I'm Joe Cronin, I'm making Simons and Chayden Sharp, and everyone is not Damian Lillard and Jeremy Grant available for trade. I, I, I don't know if O.G. Anozi is the answer, um, but I feel like you could probably build packages like if you really wanted to look across the table at Damian Lillard, like the Lakers have with LeBron, and just go all out and do everything you can to try to build a contender around this guy. I would I would try to find ways to um, turn both Simons and Sharp into blue chip package you know players going out uh, to go get you know. Upper, I mean, I would just call every single team. I would call every single all-star who, in theory, is not just untouchable, you know, just to try to see what's out there because I think the, the, the clock is clearly ticking on how long Demon Willard can just effortlessly post 60-point games. And, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's just they're not they're not at the top tier of the left. They're just not. No.
2: When it's all said and done, just overall on, the, on this trade deadline, I, I know it's always easier to default to less than more. But do you have the sense of the, of this deadline? Maybe not having the names that move outside of a Kyrie, but does this start? Is this starting to feel like this may get to be a busier deadline transaction period? As as teams are kind of not fighting over the same kind of asset pools, but fighting to to make those small adjustments to make those runs, particularly in the West. I think there will be
3: a handful of activity. Like, there are just too many teams that are looking to get better. And, sure, the, the league has pretty traditionally of late operated with buyers and sellers helping each other get, you know, different things at the opposite end of the spectrum accomplished. But and we saw deals like Christoph Verzingas for Spencer Dinwiddie and Davis Berton last year at the deadline. The Wizards again with uh, Contavious Call of pope for – uh, Monty Morris and Will Barton. Like I'm sure we'll see some deals like that too. Where you know, like when John Collins goes out the door for Atlanta, I'm sure the Hawks will end up getting. I'm, I'm not sure. I'm confident the Hawks will end up getting. You know, two rotation players back, or like a rotation player, or fringe rotation player back um, that like that fit their defensive, you know, improvement needs over there. And like I, I think there will be. A plenty of back. I mean, the back of center market has a ton of. Is going to have a ton of activity, but like Mo Bamba and Nas Reed, like aren't going to be drawing. I mean, I, I consider Jared Vanderbilt even in that backup five market too. Like those guys aren't going to be drawing massive, massive hauls. So, outside of some Kyrie fireworks or even Kevin Durant requesting a trade or the rappers mm-hmm. deciding to really pull the plug with Fred VanVleet, like I think the majority of deals will be more you know rotational. Well, how can we raise our ceiling? How can we like upgrade this, you know, fifth starter type of trade versus like massive, massive fireworks? But who's to say? It's only Friday for the trade deadline. Everything, I mean, all all this can go out the door, and, and things can change. And we're just going to try to pick up the pieces as it goes along.
1: So, when you have like a deadline like this, where it may say maybe no big moves made, or or it's just kind of quiet, do you sit there when the deadline passes and say, "I didn't sleep for this"? Like, this is what I didn't sleep for? No no big trades right now? No, <laughs> I mean, no, <laughs> I, I mean
3: I, the, the, the fun is kind of the, the theoretical. Um, the fun is kind of like the theoretical p- piecing things together. And it, it's easy to kind of come up with ideas and talk about it. And everyone in the league likes to just kind of like, oh, would you do this, would you do that? When it's all said and done, like, I'm just trying to go to sleep. Like,
1: the, <laughs> it doesn't matter what
3: happens. Like, the, the work leading up to it, I think, is kind of the the real work. For me, at least.
1: And how many, like, on top of that, that's, that's interesting that you say that because it's like, how many of the conversations that start now end up leading to a deal happening in June, July, later on down the road?
3: It's a great question. I mean, I'd say, I'd say the overwhelming majority of trades that get done around the draft and for agency, there was absolutely some type of starting point that was discussed this time of the year. So if we do see a quiet deadline, especially with the fact that, I mean, not to besmirch the upcoming free agents, but no one in the league that I've talked to is looking at this as like a, a decorated class of upcoming free agents. But I think there will be whatever trade activity that fans feel is lacking now. I think that slack will be picked up uh, come this summer and there could be a lot of movement then.
2: All right, man, I'm, I'm going to get you out of here on an easy one. How many points did you Eagles thanks. win by?
3: I don't want to be too confident, but I thought I thought, I thought the two and a, I, thought, I thought the two and a half opening spread was a little offensive. I'm not gonna lie. There you, go. <laughs> there
2: you
1: go. There you go. We're, we're I think we may be talking to one of a handful of people that were actually excited the Empire State Building was lit up in New York City. <laughs> I know. In green, uh, who, As a New
3: York City resident from the Philadelphia area.
1: That was awesome. Uh, Jake, we really appreciate the time, man. Thank you for coming on, and uh, hopefully get some sleep sometime soon.
3: Talk soon, buddy. Thank you, guys. See ya.
1: There he is, Jake Fisher, Yahoo
0: Sports NBA Insider.